Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back, everybody. Here we go. Deborah Mark, have a good weekend. I did. Did you, Ken Shampoo? Oh, we're going to spend the whole hour listening to what you did, I bit have by so much bit. to tell you. Do you really? <laughs> or just to annoy John? Oh, I, I had a lovely dinner the other night. I had vegan mushroom ravioli with this lovely quinoa salad. It was delicious. All right, all right, yeah. enough. And what whatever. else? Um, oh, I had vegan ramen on Friday night. That was Whatever great. that is. You can talk about something besides vegan food. No, that's it. That's I went shit. out with friends. I went out and had a really nice oh, lunch. Oh, God. Did you drink heavily? Sunday. No, I didn't. I didn't have anything, actually, to drink except water over the weekend and coffee. That was it. Oh, I'm, I'm getting boring. boring. I know. What a party girl. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan ravioli for everybody. Ooh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, really, that'll draw What do they put in the center? Mushroom. What is it? Mushrooms. Oh, mushroom, yeah. Oh, that's not that offensive. Oh, it was really it's, good. It's extra offensive. You, though, you need the hallucinogenic ones, I think, <laughs> to really relieve your stress. You want to take some of those special mushrooms. I think that... It was supposed to be on the ballot, but it's not. Remember, there was a ballot measure to legalize it. Yeah, to legalize the hallucinogenic mushrooms. Uh, supposed yeah, to I really heard that help was you. around. Maybe they, you know, they they didn't get enough signatures. Probably the backers got so high that they lost focus. Yeah. Well, uh, we're here to bring you historic news on the John and Ken Show. If you live in LA County or Riverside County and you buy gas there, we are now at the highest price ever. Six forty-six ever. To be exact, although we don't think six four six seven, so it rounds up to six forty seven in LA County, and out in Riverside County six three three one, which is still six thirty three. These are higher than the highs we had a few months ago. You know during, what? Uh, I yes. I saw two stories which unlocked the uh, mystery because you know <laughs> we spent uh, part of last week trying to figure out why is it so extra extra high here. Yes. In L.A. County and in California, compared to the rest of the country, it's now more than double the price. And 
we were we were we interviewed two people last week, right? Somebody from the Western Petroleum Association, Mr. which is Slagle, their trade book, yes. yes. Uh, Kevin Slagle, and also um, the uh, Assemblyman James Gallagher, Minority Leader, yes, right. James Gallagher. Right. And uh, they both did a dance around what the issue was, and they were, they've always, everybody's always talking about refineries. Refineries break down and uh, maintenance for the refineries. And the question was, well, there's 49 other states, and a lot of them have refineries. How come their refineries, when they break down, when they need maintenance, it doesn't shoot the price to almost six fifty a gallon? And in this uh, Wall Street Journal editorial today, the headline is Gavin Newsom's gas price premium. Yeah, there's a and, couple of good nuggets well, in there. It, it answers part of the question. California lost 12% of refining capacity between 2017 and 2021, and it's going to lose another 8% by the end of next year. That's 20%. And you know why that happened? Because of our climate change regulations. The people in the oil refining industry said, then the hell with it. The regulations, the Wall Street Journal says, are causing refineries to shut down or convert to producing biofuels that are more profitable only because of rich government subsidies. So the government is giving the, the, the gas refiners... Lots of money to make biofuels, whatever the hell that is. And they're regulating the refineries to the extent that 20% are going to close. Now, supply and demand. If you have 20% of your refineries closing, that's 20% less product, which means the price is going to go up. And uh, refineries outside of the state cannot produce the fuel. I like the keyword they use, supposedly greener fuel blend. Right. So we've got this <laughs> hocus-pocus blend of fuel that, that the, the state Virtue demands. signaling feel good, yeah. <laughs> and because no other state in the union requires this fuel, no other state in the union has a refinery that makes it. So you see this is by design. This isn't an accident. This isn't uh, Putin and the Ukraine war. This isn't uh, OPEC. This is Gavin Newsom, Jerry Brown, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and these far left-wing progressive legislatures that we've had. What they've done, and they created it in a complicated way that nobody in the news media has has the intelligence to unravel. But the the because uh, I read another story, and what what these uh, global warming regulations have done have just flat out restricted the supply of gasoline to the state, and that it comes down to a basic supply and demand issue. Now you would think we were all going by the uh, world price of oil, right? Mm -hmm. The world price of oil is affected by global supply and demand. And that is true up to a point. But when you look at Mississippi, where it's selling for basically three bucks a gallon, and here it's selling for close to six fifty, the supply and demand thing is out of whack. We have our own supply and demand market here. It's isolated from the rest of the world. We've created an artificial gas economy here by putting so many regulations on the refineries that they're either going out of business. They're switching to biofuels where they get government subsidies to pay them. And there's nobody to pick up the slack because no other state makes this kind of fuel that we demand. So they 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 actually accomplished what they set out to do. The yeah, but they're not going to tell you that because it could lose them votes. But well, the people just go along, I, you know. Well, that's what the we're herd. Here for. They just follow along. It's like, oh, well, you know, this is the price of being in California, and uh, this is what we have to do for the climate. 
Well, it's not affecting the climate at all for obvious reasons. And nobody's taking the climate problem seriously in the rest of the world. Uh, I, I saw someone else the other day said, if we were serious, if we really were on the verge of destroying our civilization, don't you think the Western countries would be refusing to do business with China and India until they shut down all their coal-fired plants? Of course You would not. think so if it meant the planet, right? Right. There's no economic sanctions against them. There's no diplomatic sanctions. There's barely any criticism of them, which means they don't really take this seriously. This is a way for... And plus, what's the other side of that, which is how the, the world really works? They're the, one of the economic engines of the world is China. All the stuff they make and uh, all the economic benefits they produce, nobody's going to tell them to clamp down their emissions by 20 30% or whatever it would take to start to get us on that road. They won't do that. Because they're an economic driver. So th that's the real world. That's why you live behind the scenes. All this pattering in public about what we got to do. They'll never go after China and India. You're right. So this is the plan that's being executed. Perfectly. Newsom, Brown, and the rest of them got the gas price up to six fifty a gallon. And everybody else is in the low to mid threes. Nobody is paying this. Nobody's even close to paying the, the price that we're paying. Even in Hawaii, which is 3,000 miles out in the ocean, they're 80 cents less. So this is not what we're stuck with. They created a permanent imbalance. These refineries are closed. These refineries have switched to refining other fuels that are more lucrative because of the government subsidy. The government has completely manipulated and, and ruined the gasoline market here. And we have no way to get gas in from other states, and they don't even make the gas that we demand. So uh, this yeah. is nuts. CBS Market Watch also ran a story this afternoon. Why California is paying nearly 70% more for gasoline at the pump than the rest of the country. And one state that they picked out in particular, Mississippi. Our average price for gas is double Mississippi's. Mm -hmm. They're at $3.02. Okay. Look so there's one paragraph in here worth noting. Total motor gasoline inventories on the West Coast is about 25 million barrels for the weekend at September 23rd. That's the lowest in 10 years. We simply don't have the gas produced anymore here because the government has, has, has shut down the refineries or severely restricted the refineries. Yeah, through the climate policies, well, these carbon taxes, everything else that we've been talking about over the years. And we always talked about them. We said, well, they're just going to pass that on to you which they did, but also their response is, well, you know what? The California market isn't really what it was, so let's just not well, expand our refineries, and if they break down, let's not fix them, well, uh, and let's move our operations. Like we told you the other day, Chevron is moving a lot of the headquarter people to Texas. The headquarters are staying here, but the employees are moving to Texas because we're going to go somewhere where we can do better. piece of the puzzle that I didn't put together until this past week was that not only did all their greenhouse gas taxes – get passed along to us, but they severely restricted the refining of gas in this state on purpose. And now the refineries are either shut down or have transitioned to another type of fuel, which we can't use in our cars. And that was the part that was never explained. I must have read like a thousand media articles and news stories, and none of them ever got to that point, and that's the secret here. Do you know what the price of gas in Florida was right now? Now, much of Florida has has been shut down because of the hurricane, right? Yeah, they should have a supply problem. Yeah, three thirty nine a gallon in Florida, despite all the disruptions they have and all the damage they have. Three thirty nine. Texas is three eleven. We're at six 
647 a gallon here in LA County. 647. And apparently the other part of this is that the refineries, or rather the oil production, they did go full bore earlier this year when prices were going up because they wanted their share of that. So they did defer maintenance. And now they're doing some of their maintenance here at these California refineries, which is also cutting back capacity, which is also pushing for a lower supply and a higher price. I saw a poll. Only 2% of the country considers a global warming one of their main issues. 2%. And on a list of... Important issues that people are going to vote on. Global warming came in 14th. This issue doesn't exist outside of California. It's simply not even thought about or discussed in 49 other states. It's like the stupid January 6th stuff. It's really, it's just for the people that write the political columns and the pundits to discuss. Because they're all progressive fanatics that are sucked into the cult. But the only piece of this is missing... It's for California voters to move in the direction of what we're talking about and what's really affecting and impacting them and to put two and two together and realize it's your politicians' policies. You're right, going back to Schwarzenegger and Jerry Brown and now Newsom, this war on the oil companies is why you're paying these high prices. It's that simple. All right, we got a little bit more to add to this, and it's probably not good news, too. Coming up, KFI AM640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. After uh, 2.30, we will be going to Fort Myers, Florida. Probably the one place in that state that got hit the hardest, at least for a more populated place, by the hurricane. ABC News for KFI, the reporter is there, and we'll get the latest. Basically, they're saying they're going to have to rebuild from the bottom up in that city in Florida. It's a coastal city on the West Coast, uh, down a ways in the state of Florida. We're talking about the gas prices, in case you haven't heard, SoCal, L.A. County, Riverside County. All-time high. We did hit it. What happens from here? I don't know. We um, tried, John, to get... It's worth reading. <laughs> we, I was looking at a couple of articles before the show, and I uh, noticed that uh, Consumer Watchdog out of Santa Monica was saying some things about it, that they agree with the windfall profits tax, and they think that the refiners are purposely holding back supply in order to reap big profits. And there's a bill I'm going to talk about in a minute. So uh, we tried to get them on. That's Jamie Court. You're familiar with the name? Uh, the who the wife of Frank McCourt, who owned the Dodgers. No, Jamie Court's a male. Oh, I thought you said J- Jamie McCourt. No, Jamie, and the last word is Court. Jamie the last name. Court. We've had him on the show over the years. So I thought, you know, you can come on. I mean, I guess you could describe them as progressive. I mean, consumer watcher. Hey, uh, he said no. So Ray asked why. Your guys are a-holes. <laughs> they mistreated last time I was on the show. <laughs> don't do repeats for a-holes. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know what that was. I don't remember. I, I, I remember having him on the show in the last several years, and I didn't think it was. Um, I, I, just, I just don't remember the guy. No, you didn't even remember. No. No. Maybe if I heard the interview, I'd remember it. But no, I don't remember him. <laughs> I'm hurt, but... What they have do? a bill, Can't Senate please. Bill 1322, requires oil refiners to post their monthly profits per gallon starting in January. Well, Consumer Watchdog said the governor and legislature should not wait until the date is available to enact a windfall profits I, tax. I have so, a question, though. Yes. If the government is creating a shortage... It causes prices to rise. 
then obviously the the profits are going to go up, right? Yes. Okay, so it's a government. So it's good times for the so, remaining refiners and their supplies, yes. Okay, but it's a government-created shortage because of the regulations. Because the, the, these refiners... Well, what the regulations being, did, it's kind of both. Uh, on the free market end of things, these refiners just made some business decisions. We're well, not going to invest in California because that's not well, a future market where be, we want to be because be, they're going to go electric, especially with that, that sale ban coming I, in 2035. I know, but, but the current shortage... Like there's not, they're not making that windfall profit in Mississippi right now, right? It's three oh six in Mississippi. It's it's three ten in Texas. The windfall profits ha- happening in California because our refinery capacity has been cut significantly. So the government's created the shortage. The, it's government created price increases. So the government policies are creating the windfall profit, and now on the back end, the government wants to grab a piece of it. They created the high prices. They created the, quote, windfall profit, which doesn't exist in most other states. And now they it, it all just seems part of a policy here. It's like we'll force the price sky high in California and then accuse the oil companies of a windfall profit and then justify the tax. I think it's part of the racket here. They know I mean, do you doing. believe they're purposely holding back supply so they can profit more? Just because Or they've really done things that have led to less refining? I would believe that if it was happening in all the states. It's not. Why would they just want to screw California drivers and not everybody else? Here, here, here's the prices. Mississippi's 306. Texas is 310. Louisiana's 310. Well, they don't have Georgia's that blend problem we talked about. So Okay, but that, that is a government-mandated issue as well the government's created all these problems right but they can for- get they can get their oil and their gas from any place they don't have to have any specific blend type like we do yeah but you're right it's a government but, policy but, but, but the, it's the one of the reasons that they cre- can right that creates the shortage though that creates the refinery problems we could if we had used normal gas then we could supplement with gas being imported from other states and this wouldn't be such a problem with price but we can't get the supply from other states because we're not allowed to burn that gas here. This all leads back to the government creating this. this like the government has created these huge electricity and energy increases. This was their quiet way of doing this because yeah. if, they, if they made a bigger stink about this and really clamped down on you using a gasoline-powered car... They probably would have been thrown out, but now they're kind of coming in slowly through the back door, and I, now they're acting like, oh, yeah, high gas prices. We have to look into these oil yeah, companies. No, it, the Newsom had his little meltdown on Friday, and, and then we give people inflation relief checks, right. which include okay. the high price of gas that we cause. Which is why you need a two-party system, and which is why you need a fair and active media. And we don't have a second party in this state, and we don't have a media that is in the least bit interested in this issue and if it is, it just parrots whatever the the uh, whatever Newsom says. You know, they act as a, a public relations amplifier for the for the administration. You don't have anybody raising their hand like we are right now and saying, "Wait a second, we're the only state in the union like this. It's a government-made shortage, forcing the price up, and then you're going to blame the oil companies for higher prices." Well, go back to what you said a few minutes ago. Our inventory of oil is very low. Well, of course the price is going to go up. So adding to this, 
And I didn't know they changed their name to OPEC Plus. Did you just like a streaming service? They added a plus on the end, OPEC, which is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. I, they added the, the Moscow-led allies, it says here. That's nice. I guess those uh, countries that are uh, sympathetic and uh, bonded to Putin that also produce oil. So they announced, OPEC Plus, that they may cut more than a million barrels a day from their production. Now, we don't rely here that much on OPEC oil, but it always has an influence on the world price, and it often trickles down to the local price. It just always works that the, the, way, so. the world price of oil has dropped significantly. It was at 120 and uh, lately it's in the 70s. And part, part of that reason is China is another totalitarian state like California, is constantly shutting down large sections of the country with idiotic COVID panic. And so that has reduced the Chinese economy. I think they were expecting over 4% growth. Oh, so they're not using as much oil? Right, exactly. Because of this panic over COVID. Be still? Because, yes, still. Well, that's what that's how you control a society. Right. Is you arbitrarily decide to shut down sectors or, or geographical areas because you say so. And you always got a cover story. It's like, well, it's COVID. Well, no, it's not COVID. It's you trying to control people's lives. So China was supposed to grow at 4.3% in the coming year. Now it's going to be 2.8%. That is a lot. That's a lot because it's a huge economy. Because that's a huge economy. And it's that much less oil they're going to use. So if they need that much less, OPEC is going to produce that much less, which is going to drive up the world price. Now, it might mean, you know, Mississippi's not going to pay $3 in gas. Maybe they're going to end up paying three thirty dollars or three forty dollars or whatever. But here, we're going to be paying $7. It seems that way, although a couple of analysts I'm reading think that it's going to start to taper off, and we are going to go with the winter blend soon. Taper that always brings it down what? a few cents. Yeah, at this point. Oh, yeah, it's still going to be above 6 bucks for a while. Yeah I, yeah, I don't want to see those headlines. Oh, California prices have gone down. Yeah, down to six twenty, six ten. Oh, F and you on that. Yeah, you're I, paying more than $2 a gallon than you were just a year ago. We, this money, look, most people can't afford this. People who live low income, blue collar, middle income, between this and your general energy prices for electricity, or just to heat your house, air condition your house, these are, it's way, way out of whack with the rest of the country. They are bleeding you. And it, right. it, it's government-mandated policies by far that's causing this. We'll check on the hurricane damage in Florida with a report from uh, Fort Myers, badly hit by Hurricane Ian. KFI AM640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, brand new to the website is the John and Ken Voter Guide. Go check it out, KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. It is your guide to the November 8th election. We're going to go to Florida now for a report from ABC News. Uh, Rena Roy is in Fort Myers to give us an update as to the damage left behind there from Hurricane Ian. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're in hard-hit Fort Myers right now. I'm in front of a neighborhood that has been completely destroyed, decimated. We've been speaking with the people who lived here. One woman telling us that she's been here for years and really never thought it could get this bad. We're watching people as they've been cleaning up. Uh, they've really just been trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what's next. Um, water flooding their homes, uh, down trees into roofs. Um, fire alarms are still blaring out here. So it's been days, but the cleanup is really just getting started. And, of course, the search and rescue operations are still underway as well. 
I would imagine there must be cleanup crews coming from all over the country because obviously there wouldn't be much locally to handle this kind of extreme damage. Right. right. There has been help really from all levels, state, federal, other states. We know at least 26 states have pitched in to help. All kinds of resources have been sent here. We know people um, have driven over here from the East Coast, from Miami, um, to help as well. So really all over the state, all over the country, a lot of people coming together, um, helping on the ground, and also um, some monetary donations as well coming in. Where are people living right now? Are they in shelters? Are they in, like, buildings? How, where are they staying if their homes have been so flooded and destroyed? So it's kind of a mix. I mean, I think people are staying wherever they can. I know some people are lucky enough to be staying in hotels. Others have family members. Um, we do know that some schools, some community centers, those have been to- turned into shelters. So it's really a mix wherever people can find housing right now. It is widespread devastation, so it is difficult to find that. We're hearing that some parts of the state, uh, there was a claim that maybe they didn't get to proper evacuation orders. What was the the story in Fort Myers? Did a lot of people leave? Do you know? Uh, It's hard to know right now. I think they're trying to look into that. Um, I can tell you that Lee County officials, and that's where Fort Myers is, those officials are under fire. Many are questioning if they waited too long. Because the thing is, they issued a mandatory evacuation order for Lee County on Tuesday when some of the other neighboring counties actually issued that order on Monday. And as we know, uh, the hurricane made landfall on Wednesday. So some people are saying that just wasn't enough time. Um, And other people just chose to stay and ride out the storm. Um, So, yeah, that is a big part of of this story. Um, It's something that people are very curious about, um, upset about. Uh, So it's definitely something that's going to be looked into moving forward, I think. What's uh, what's FEMA able to do for these people? There, there's a limited amount of money that people can get, from what I understand. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of right. cash resources that's going to be available anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of red tape when it goes into getting these federal resources, right? We know President Biden is coming here on Wednesday. It's unclear uh, what kind of funding will be coming from him, what his administration uh, might announce, but... We do know that a lot of people have been donating on GoFundMes. Um, so it's a lot of crowdfunding in that sense. A lot of people just coming together from the community and, and surrounding communities from all around the country, trying to help uh, directly however they can, because there are so many people that are in need right now. Yeah, because, I mean, I saw people in the flood zone, 50% didn't have insurance. People outside the flood zone, 90% didn't have insurance. I mean, you're really out mm-hmm. of luck if you if you don't have insurance because uh, I think FEMA can only pay up to about thirty-seven thousand dollars a person by law. Right. Or right. Or a we home. Did speak to, mm-hmm, we did speak to one woman who said uh, her and her family members all live around here in Fort Myers, and um, it, it's her it's her brother, her parents. She lives here. All of their homes completely wiped out, and none of them have flood insurance. And she was saying because it is so pricey. Um, so the big question is, what do we do now? You know, what does she do? And, and she doesn't know. So it's tough. And I think there's just a lot of things up in the air right now. The future is very uncertain, to say the least. All right. Were there, were there residents who evacuated that have come back to see what's left of their homes and their city? Yeah, that's exactly who we've been speaking with. Um, you know, I think they saw some of the footage from, from afar. Uh, that woman I mentioned just a moment ago, she said she saw the level of water um, that was coming into the homes in this community. She knew. She just knew. She said how bad it was going to be, but it was still shocking for her to come and see firsthand all of her belongings destroyed, nothing salvageable. Um, her roof caved in. Uh, we went inside with her. We, she showed us the water level. It was at least, 
you know, six feet up, uh, you know, on the wall, a mark left behind by the water there. Um, and so I think even though they knew it was going to be bad, just by seeing the footage um, and seeing some of the videos and seeing how badly this hurricane was destroying their, their neighborhood, I, I think it didn't really hit them until they came here and saw it themselves. Okay, Rena, thank you very much for that report. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Rena Roy, ABC News for KFI in Fort Myers, Florida. What John was talking about is a story in the Wall Street Journal. And you had asked this question last week. You wondered how many residents of Florida have or have flood insurance coverage. And the story is that in the last several years, people have been reducing their flood insurance coverage in Florida for a variety of reasons. One of them is that inflation has risen the price. Some of the people, I didn't know this, but there are a lot of people who have been moving to Florida are buying homes cash. They're not taking out mortgages, so it's not required. Yeah. So they just don't do it. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't get it. The only reason some people do get insurance is because the bank requires them to, because the bank owns the house until you pay off the mortgage. Yeah, right. So the bank demands it because that's their investment. It not is yours. not part of a standard homeowner's policy in Florida. So, and, and really in anybody's well, standard homeowner's policy. So you have to buy it as an extra. And people in Florida have been cutting back on doing that. The uh, when one of the one of these events happens, it really reveals like the limitation of the human brain. Humans are not good at projecting the future or preparing for, for the future. That's just not in our skill set. I think because we evolved from people in caves and every day we just had to go out and hunt and gather, right? We had to kill the animal and drag it back. And then we got through another day or another week. So it's not in our, uh, it's not in our DNA. It's not part of our evolutionary process to say, well, what's going to happen if in five years, you know, we get a category five hurricane that destroys the house. Nobody thinks that way. And we also are an easy, irritable, easily irritated species where if we're put out because there was a warning for a hurricane and nothing came of it and we drove 200 miles away and now we got to drive 200 miles back. It's like, oh, man, that sucks. Why why'd they give out that warning? We didn't have to do that. Oh, instead of saying, oh, great, the hurricane missed us. My house is intact. Right. They don't do that. A lot of people is like, oh, that's a false alarm. I'm not falling for that again. And so they refuse to move the next time there's a there's a there's a warning. And then boom, here comes Hurricane Ian and uh, destroys their place and maybe carries them out into the ocean. Uh, where Rena was there in Fort Myers, it's part of Lee County. And apparently it's just 28 percent of housing units are covered there by flood policies. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's expensive to live in beachy areas, right? If you're going to spend the money on the house, then you got to spend money on insurance. If, if you're going to spend money on a hurricane zone, an expensive house in a hurricane zone, well, yeah, the insurance is part of it. You know, it's like it's like buying a bed. Yeah. It's like buying a roof. I don't really understand people who don't do that. You 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 have you have an asset, and for most people, their home is their largest asset, and you know it's what it's what you're going to use to retire on, right? When you liquidate it someday. So why you wouldn't spend the extra dollars? And if you, if you can't afford it, then you shouldn't be there. And I really don't understand how people make the decisions they do in life. And I don't really understand when a hurricane's coming up the coast, why you, you don't get the hell out of the way. I mean, I saw that whole hubbub about, you know, Lee County and everyone getting criticized. 
But Lee County finally, when they realized the hurricane was coming at him, gave everybody uh, about 24 hours notice. I, I don't know. You give me 24 hours notice, I'll be 24 hours away from the storm. I, I, I don't know. what. Yeah, the, all the focus was on the Tampa area. This storm hit much, yeah, not well, much, but further south, and yeah. people were not really. Stop believing in experts. Stop believing in people with degrees and, and people on television and politicians. Stop believing in them. They don't know. Use your common sense. All right, John and Ken show. We got more coming up. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 3 o'clock, we talked this hour about gas prices. The war in your car in California continues with a long story about how California wants to do away with parking and parking lots. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's another way to come after you and get you to drive less because you'll know at the other end you might have no place to park. Do you, be, do you believe what they're doing? It is a full-on war. This is like Putin barging into Ukraine. And they have covered every possible way you use your car, and they're going to try to get inconvenience you. They're taking away lanes. They're, they're going to take away parking spaces. They're going to charge you $7 a gallon for gasoline. I, I mean, it, it's incredible how they're obsessed with something that nobody else in the world is obsessed with. And and you are just laying there docile, taking it. No one else in the country would be taking this. If there was another governor trying to do this, and I include all the other Democratic states like Illinois and New York and New Jersey, if there was another governor trying to impose $6.50, $7 gas and taking away your parking spaces, believe me, he wouldn't survive a week. Only it's here. so subtle happening over time that people just don't wake up and put it all together, how this has worked, especially with the gas prices. It is an attempt. It's been going on for like 16 years now, but it's just like slow water torture mm-hmm. to get you out of your car. It's this little thing followed by, like we talk about, incremental things. You would think, though, there'd be a boiling point for people realize, wait a minute, that this doesn't happen in other yep. places in the country. It's well, only happening to us. You know, why? in most other states, there's, there's a two-party system. But here, in China, it's a one-party system. Russia, one-party system. This is what you get. You get oppression. You always get oppression if there's not a competitive party. All right, the death toll so far from Hurricane Ian in Florida has now surpassed 100. And as tragic as that situation is, it's actually a smaller death toll than what happened at a soccer match in Indonesia over the weekend. 125 people dead, most of them trampled. Hard to believe. They're now blaming the police tactics. Here's sort of what happened. It was a packed crowd in this stadium It was a contest between two teams that I guess have a long history, a rivalry. In fact, fights are so common among rival Indonesian soccer fans, so much so that the organizer had banned the supporters of one team from being in this stadium called Arima, uh, which is the other team's name. The team's fans that were banned is uh, Persebaya. However... When the home team lost 3-2, to 42,000 Arima fans, and they're known collectively as Arima Mania, uh, they threw bottles 
and other objects at players and soccer officials. Uh, they apparently made their way onto the field. They call it the pitch. And they demanded management explain. <laughs> this is funny, kind of. After 23 years of undefeated home matches against that rival, uh, Persabaya, how did we lose? And eventually it broke into a frenzy. The police came. Their cars were toppled where they were set on fire. So the riot police decided to get control of this situation. We're going to fire tear gas. And that's what did it. All out panic, which led to 125 people dying in a stampede. Well, the, the stadium I mean, they, apparently turned into a smoke filled battleground, police firing tear gas. Everybody couldn't see. It was hot. Their eyes were stinging. And people just tried to get out of there because they wanted to get away from the tear gas. And then a lot of people got trampled. Sounds like this society is com just completely uh, out of control. I mean, just there's there's nobody rational in the whole crowd here. You, you get uh, that the, kind of sports frenzy going. I yeah, mean, I, I've never got I said this to somebody over the weekend. Well, you know, you see that occasional fight at SoFi Stadium or Dodger Stadium. Looks small by comparison, doesn't it? Five, 125 people being trampled to death. Well, they had five cop cars that uh, were set on fire. Right. And, uh, in fact, I see one cop car on the field that, that's on its side, burned out, all the glass shattered. Uh, yeah, so the, the police went nuts with the, uh, with, with, with the uh, tear gas. Yeah, and as soon as people heard there's tear gas, they yes, wanted to get right. out of there because it's very discomforting. You know something? I, you you want to say, oh, this is terrible, this is a tragedy, except all these people chose to stand on the field and protest the first loss in 23 years. Yeah, they demanded to know, how did we lose this right, game? okay. We so, never lose to that team. You know, my, my sympathy reservoir, which, which is pretty low, I have a drought. A so, drought of, uh, oh, uh, sympathy. Uh, sympathy, yeah. So my sympathy levels are pretty low in the reservoir. I, I, I have uh, very little sympathy for a bunch of yahoos who go running on a soccer field to protest the first loss to a team in 23 years. And then they start setting fire to police cars. And then, you know, they, they have a stampede and they get trampled. I... Some people you, invest a you, lot in a sports you know team. What? It's like their life. How about this one? Why don't you go home? Which is what I do after games. No matter what happens, I go home. <laughs> I don't get involved in sp fights with, with other uh, sports fans. I don't know I if Dodger fans ever made their way down to the field, took it over and said, how did we lose? Why did we lose? Explain this well, to us. Because the, the Dodgers have tons of security. God knows what they'll do if you uh, you see what happens when somebody runs onto the field. They get tackled and pummeled. Yeah, well, but but if you have a crowd all at once, they often can't. That's why sometimes at football games, if I, they get know, a big upset, the fans run on the field, and I don't they get, allow that because it's like you can't control 10,000 people. I don't I don't get this stuff. I, I watch plenty of games. I like rooting for teams. I This is beyond me. It's not, not my species. Indonesia is supposed to host uh, some upcoming uh, big games, including the 2023 FIFA uh, World Cup in May. And I was wondering, because there, this happens and it tends to happen more at soccer games than any other sport. We have a, a massive loss of life. Um, this apparently has only been outdone by, yeah, it's going to go down as one of the worst crowd disasters. Uh, 1996 game, World Cup qualifier, match between Guatemala and Costa Rica, over 80 died, well, 100 do? more were injured. What do you do when a crowd has started a riot and, and, and have gotten violent? What are the police supposed to do? It's like breaking up a riot in the streets. 
You know, they usually bring out the tear gas because you're trying to disperse the crowd. But the crowd to leave a stadium has to disperse in a certain way through the exits. It's not like you can just disperse them on the streets and they just yeah. run in all different directions. You've kind of created a frenzied situation where there's only so many places to go to get uh, out of there. Then, then don't, don't go running out in the field. Except you know these same yahoos, right? There's what, over 40,000 of these. They, they all be back on the field next week. If their team right. lost again, they do it all over again. All right, coming up, the war in your car continues. The next, uh, well, it's a phase that's already begun. They're going to try to take away parking. Believing that'll be a big reason why you travel anywhere. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. We're uh, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.